Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. We discussed net worth in a previous podcast called What's Your Net Worth? In that podcast, I went through all the mechanical aspects of deriving a net worth statement and a net worth number. In this podcast, we're going to take a different look at net worth from a different angle. We're going to talk about the functional aspects of a net worth number, what net worth means, and how it fits into an integrated retirement plan. Recently, my wife and I had an evening meal with a couple of old friends. As the meal progressed, my friend and I, who is also in the medical field, had a discussion about retirement and how much longer he was going to continue to practice. He told me that he had no retirement plans in place and realized that he should start planning four or five years ahead of time, which means he still plans on practicing for another four or five years. He talked about how he still enjoyed his work, how he enjoyed interaction with staff and patients, and that he felt like he was still physically up to practicing on a full-time basis. And after he went through all of those normal reasons for continuing to work, I dug in a little bit deeper, and he finally admitted that he didn't want to give up his current income stream. He was concerned that his standard of living would decline in retirement, and he didn't want that to be an option. I certainly understood what he was saying, but I also understood that he really had no idea where he was financially. And this is a guy who's been working with a certified financial planner for many years and may actually have been able to retire several years ago. He's unsure where he is financially, and he wants to be certain that his income won't decline when he's in retirement. But it also told me that even after working with a certified financial planner for many years, he probably had no real idea of his financial position, and probably, if I would have asked him, he couldn't tell me his net worth, which is really pretty basic information if you're concerned about where you are financially. So if you previously listened to the podcast, What's Your Net Worth?, you probably realize that in most cases, deriving your net worth requires expending a considerable amount of time and effort to locate and catalog all your assets and all your liabilities. The more complex a person's financial situation, then the longer this process is going to take. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the question, is net worth only a number, and is all the time and effort really worth it? At the heart of this exercise lurks the question, is net worth merely a number, and in deriving net worth, is the time and effort well spent? The true essence of net worth is that in its purest form, it's a placeholder. Net worth tells you present financial position, period. For net worth to really shine, we must release the lock on the net worth is only a number statement and look at net worth in a larger context. So let's zoom out just a little bit and look at the big picture view of net worth. It is true that net worth is a placeholder, but even a placeholder tells you where you are at present. And if you're on a journey, knowing where you are presently is important information. On a life journey, Knowing where you are at any given moment is also important. It's great to know where you are, but only if you understand what that net worth number indicates in the greater scheme of financial independence. Net worth can also be used as a ruler. Using the same journey 
analogy, and knowing where you are at any given moment provides a good estimate of how far you've traveled from your starting point. Periodic net worth statements tell you how far you've traveled and how much progress you've made or lost. I've personally been doing net worth statements for probably the last 40 or 45 years, and those initial net worth statements weren't really pretty to look at. I had very little in the way of assets and a lot of liabilities. But even those early negative net worth statements gave me an idea where I was and where I didn't want to remain. So that net worth can also be used as a guide. You've decided that your ultimate goal is a net worth of $2 million. You started with $0 and you have a present net worth of $500,000. You've completed one-fourth of your goal. Periodic net worth statements become a guide from the start to the finish of attaining your personal financial goal. Net worth could also be a marker. The goal you set is a marker. It's the destination of your immediate journey. It's important to understand that a net worth goal is only an intermediate marker and it's going to change and it's going to grow over time. As one goal is completed, the marker is reestablished at a new higher goal. Net worth then becomes your target. Net worth can be a target to attain. Setting a target of X dollars as an ultimate goal gives you a finite number that you want to attain at some future date you decide. For example, I want to have a net worth of $2 million on January 1st, 2030. Now, your intermediate net worth goals can be placed as steps on a stepladder to your ultimate goal. For example, if I want $2 million by January 1st, 2030, then I'll need $100,000 by December 31st, 2023, 250000 by December 31st, 2024, $1 million by December 31st, 2026, and I'll need $1,750,000 by December 31st, 2029. Setting up these intermediate goals along the ladder to $2 million is going to help you to visualize the ultimate goal and what steps need to be completed along the way. Your net worth can also be used as a set point. In previous podcasts, I spoke about the effect of written goals. By formulating a written net worth statement and net worth target, you formalize and memorialize your present thoughts and desires. Your brain will begin formulating a plan to achieve your written goals. A net worth statement and a net worth target provide a pathway to success, but it is incumbent upon each person to do the work necessary to get from point A to point B. And lastly, net worth can be used as a bragging point. Some people use net worth as the basis of a bragging point. For example, I'm rich, I'm worth X number of dollars. This is irrelevant to our discussion, but it's also not an uncommon occurrence. So again, looking at things in a larger context, we're going to go back to the discussion that I had with my friend at supper just a night or so ago. At the end of our discussion, I came away feeling that he was both disheartened and a little bit discouraged where he is financially. He's been meeting with a financial advisor periodically over several years, and here's what I think is happening. I think he's going to see his financial advisor, and the financial advisor is probably using net worth as his go-to number. For my friend to be financially independent, he's telling him 
you have to reach this X net worth number. And so my friend's leaving the meetings both disheartened and discouraged because he's been told he'll need an extraordinarily large net worth number indicated by his advisor. In his mind, the net worth target is both unreasonable and maybe in his mind unobtainable. So my friend who's been working in the medical field for approximately 40 years may actually be in a position where he could retire at any point or may actually could have retired several years ago, but he's scared to do so. I'm not sure that he understands that net worth can only be relevant and essential when used in the context of the bigger picture. That means that he has to know and understand that net worth is only one part of a bigger financial master plan. Let's use Warren Buffett as a means of getting a better understanding of net worth in a larger context. In March of 2023, Warren Buffett's net worth was $108.6 billion. Using the industry standard of a 4% annual withdrawal rate, Warren Buffett could theoretically withdraw approximately $4.3 billion each year for living expenses. Yet according to CNBC, billionaire Warren Buffett is famously frugal. In fact, the 92-year-old has lived in the same modest home for 65 years. Warren Buffett still lives in the five-bedroom home in central Omaha, Nebraska. He purchased for $31,500 in 1958. His home is located on a corner property in Omaha, just a five-minute drive away from Berkshire Hathaway's corporate headquarters. The original 1921 stucco structure appears to have had some additions, and it's currently valued at about $1.2 million, according to Zillow's estimate. According to Markets Insider, as Berkshire's CEO and chairman, Buffett recommends to his board of directors how much he should be paid, and he decides the rest of the executive's compensation. The 92-year-old has received 100000 a year since 1980, a fraction of the $18 million average pay of the S&P 500 CEOs in 2021. Mr. Buffett doesn't earn much from other sources either. He netted double his salary in annual director's fees in the 1990s and early 2000s before he resigned as a director of the Washington Post Company and stepped down from other corporate boards. The highest annual compensation he's ever received at Berkshire Hathaway was $525,000 in 2010, comprising his $100,000 salary $75,000 in director fees, and $350,000 allocated to his security costs. So if we take Warren Buffett's highest annual compensation of $525,000 and multiply this number by 25, and why 25? Because 25 times annual earnings is considered to be the standard of the total net worth needed by an individual. So if we take Mr. Buffett's annual compensation of $525,000, and we multiply that by 25, that would equal an estimated required net worth of $13.125 million. So Warren Buffett's net worth, while being over $108 billion, far exceeds his true net worth needs, which are a little over $13 million based on his annual spending. 
and even this net worth needed of $13.125 million may be greater than his actual necessary net worth because his spending includes $350,000 in annual security costs. His true actual annual spending is closer to $175,000. So if we take an annual spending rate of $175,000, that equals a necessary needed net worth of $4.375 million. But all the numbers above are not really that relevant. The concept that I want to illustrate is that net worth should be a function of actual living expenses and not some multiplier of salary or some arbitrarily derived number. Net worth estimates and targets should be used in concert with annual spending, annual salary, and estimated retirement living expenses and discretionary spending. All of this is discussed in more detail in my podcast titled Avoiding a Financial Hurricane by Creating and Understanding a Financial Plan. So is net worth important and worth the time and effort? I feel that net worth is a critically important part of an integrated financial plan and it's a necessary piece of the financial planning process. The danger here lies in using an arbitrary net worth number or target that's not well thought out are well-defined within the context of a complete plan. As I said earlier in the podcast, I've been creating net worth statements, and I started many years ago, and I still create an annual net worth statement. Not only does my annual net worth statement tell me my current financial position, but it also tells me where I am financially relative to my net worth statement from one year ago. And now, since I've switched from accumulation to decumulation, My annual net worth statement is extremely useful in providing basic information and guidance in the implementation of my personal withdrawal strategy. And I've spoken about that in podcasts titled Funding Sources for Your Retirement Paycheck and Solving a Big Problem, Creating a Retirement Paycheck. I feel personally that it would be a lot harder for me to plan and implement my retirement strategy if I didn't have my annual net worth statement along with all of the information my net worth statement provides. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Each year going forward, I'll continue to generate a net worth statement to help with the planning and implementation of my own personal retirement plan. And here's some final thoughts. Generating a net worth statement requires both time and effort. The more complex a person's financial situation, the longer it's going to take to generate your annual net worth statement. In its purest form, Net worth is only a placeholder. It tells us only where we are at any given point. Net worth can provide many different forms of information, but the true net worth of a net worth statement is in its integration into a comprehensive retirement plan. And my own personal feeling is that net worth is an integral part of the initial retirement planning process, and it's essential in ongoing annual retirement planning and the implementation of spending strategies. In my next podcast, I'll provide a checklist for retiring versus changing jobs because quitting work permanently is inherently different from changing jobs. So these two situations shouldn't be treated as being equal. So stay tuned for that coming in next week's podcast. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for The Retiring with Enough Group on Facebook. Thanks.
The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources, and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.